glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk that. It's the 49ers cutback. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. 49ers versus Commanders. First look. And I want to take a look at the Washington Commanders and see how they match up against the 49ers and just kind of get an idea of what's changed since the last time the San Francisco 49ers met up with the Washington Commanders. Of course, that was last season. The Commanders were playing a lot better football at the time. They were 7-7-1. and And a lot of people were saying, hey, they were on the verge of potentially making the playoffs. Now you fast forward to now, and there's been a lot of changes within that coaching staff. Uh, There are players that are definitely not performing to the level of expectation. Uh, But the 49ers come in a little bit different, too. 49ers are coming in off a big loss to the Baltimore Ravens, knowing they need to beat the Washington Commanders to hold on to the number one seed in the playoffs. So they've got a lot to play for. And so anytime you have a team that has a lot to play for, uh, they've got to worry about every ounce and every team that they're going to play. And uh, the Washington Commanders, uh, Coach Ron Rivera, is not somebody that's going to give up easily. He's a very proud guy. And so he's going to expect his football team to go out there and play. And they're making changes to prepare for this matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm really looking forward to getting into this episode, taking a first look at the Washington Commanders, what their team looks like on offense and defense, what has changed from 2022, and just kind of the outlook on what we can expect in this huge matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and Commanders. Uh, Yes, the Commanders are not playing very well this season. They're not having a great season as far as record-wise at 4-11. They've definitely taken a step back from last season. They have a new ownership group. Ron Rivera might be on the hot seat. Who knows? He could be gone. And so when it comes down to it, the team that has the most to play for is the 49ers. And sometimes when you have those those instances where you play teams that maybe aren't playing at the top of their level, you can sometimes overlook them. I don't expect that from the 49ers, but I want to do due diligence in preparing for the Washington Commanders. That means taking a deep dive look into who they are. Uh, but if you're going to bet on this game, and the 49ers have a huge uh, margin right now, they're plus 13 and a half. If you're going to bet on the 49ers, why not bet with Bet Online? The only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today and get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So let's get into this a little bit. I mentioned Ron Rivera. Oh, that's the head coach. Uh, Ron Rivera has got the moniker Riverboat Ron uh, because he'll take chances. He'll go for it on fourth down. He's one of those guys that definitely flies by the seat of his pants. Uh, but he's a very, very well-respected coach within the league. He understands you know, the X's and O's, and he has a basis for that on defense. Now he had his old-time buddy. Jack Del Rio as the defensive coordinator. Uh, But during the season in November, they had to make a a change on defense, and Jack Del Rio was fired. They also fired their secondary coach as well. 
And with that change came a added responsibility to Ron Rivera. He's leading the charge now on defense. And what do we see from this defense? Well, first off, we got a 4-3 uh, base defense that they're going to be running. 49ers have seen so much 3-4 this season that I'm sure a 4-3 is going to be a little bit of a welcome sight. Now, you definitely have to make sure that you make sure you have your blocking assignments down. But when you're playing a 4-3, it just changes some of the things that you're going to be facing. Yes, they can still provide five-man fronts by bringing an outside linebacker up off the edge. But a lot of times with 3-4, the main place you want to attack is on the edges. You want to go ahead and kick those edge defenders out, those outside linebackers, and get some room there to run. With a 4-3 defense like they run, they don't exactly run a wide nine. You want to maybe sometimes get a kick in, so a pin and pull type situation. Pin them down, pull around the edge, and get some tosses and plays on the outside. So those are some things to take into account when you're talking about the differences between playing a 3-4 and a 4-3. The places you can put pressure on as an offense can sometimes change. Uh, places where you would normally find a, a bubble to be able to attack in the run game is different. You also look at coverages. Sometimes those are a little bit different by how guys take drops and how many guys are rushing the passer. One thing I will say about watching Ron Rivera's uh, defense so far since the move from Jack Del Rio is they're still aggressive, uh, but they're picking their, their spots a little bit more. They're trying to make sure they overload you at the right time and are very diligent about getting after your quarterback. So they're not going to just sit back and let Brock Purdy feel comfortable in the pocket and rip the ball downfield. They're going to try to speed up his clock and put pressure. With that, as long as Brock understands what he's looking at, he should be okay. Now, their strength on defense is absolutely inside. When you look at their defensive tackles, uh, it doesn't get much better than this in the entire NFL. Deron Payne, of course, who a lot of 49er fans would have loved to have seen come to San Francisco. Of course, we got Javon Hargrave, so we're feeling pretty good about it. And Jonathan Allen, and those two are beasts. And they were a part of a very significant defensive line. But of course, at the trade deadline, they traded off two of their edge defenders. Montez Sweat was shipped to Chicago. That was a big move. And then right before the deadline hit, the San Francisco 49ers were able to work out a deal to get the commanders Chase Young. And this is going to be Chase's first time going back to Washington. So very, very close to his hometown. This is going to be very interesting for Chase Young. But when that happened, that definitely weakened the Washington commanders defense. And yes, Martin Mayhew felt that it was important uh, for them to go ahead and, and move some guys around. And they did that. Uh, but with that coming, you had some situations where now you're weakened on defense. And what do you expect from a defense? How good can they be when you take away two of their better players? Uh, so this is one of those situations now where they just aren't as good on the edge. Uh, they're going out there with Casey Tuhill and James Smith-Williams. Of course, they have young Clemson player K.J. Henry. He's going to be coming in as well, and Joshua Pryor. But you could tell they just took a big step back along that defensive line. That defensive line definitely pushed the defense along. They were able to create everything. They were able to get after the quarterback, create penetration. So now as an offense, the 49ers know that they really have to worry about the interior part of the defensive line. That could become problematic with the injury to Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks is dealing with a toe injury. It's been a, two, a turf toe injury that held him out for a couple weeks earlier in the season, and he's been able to come back and battle. Now, during the fourth quarter of the Ravens game, he went down again. He's been a, he's been no at practice today. So with Aaron, Aaron Banks not practicing, 
there's a possibility the 49ers will go back to what they did uh, right before Thanksgiving. John Feliciano playing left guard, Spencer Burford playing right guard. Of course, the news on Trent Williams is at least pleasing, and the fact that he uh, was a limited participant in practice, which means the groin could hold up enough for him to be able to play his old team. So the 49ers could have gotten some good news there. Of course, Feliciano had started over Spencer Burford at right guard, which signaled a lot about how good Feliciano's been playing. Now he's got to flip sides, and Burford's got to play back on the right. It's my expectation what Chris Furster would do, uh, because Feliciano definitely has been getting practice playing on both sides of the offensive line. It makes sense for that to happen. So 49ers got to figure out some things as far as their offensive line being able to handle uh, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. But when you get to the edge is when you can really find your strength and ability to attack the Washington Commanders' defense. Talked about they don't really have those edge defenders anymore. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, gone, which means the 49ers have an advantage there. And when you look at their linebacker group, uh, it's not exactly the most impressive either. Now, there's some names you know, Cody Barton, David Mayo, um, but the 49ers should be able to run the football on them. So you see matchup issues, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Kyle Juszczyk on that linebacker group. This team has definitely taken some hits. They're missing Jamin Davis. He was a young stud that's been playing linebacker for them and a lot of speed and a lot of aggressiveness, and he hits really hard. And they lost to Juan Harris as well. So it's been a tough road for this defense. And they got absolutely picked apart by the New York Jets last week, a similar offensive scheme to what the 49ers run with the sum of parts being entirely different. Uh, Brock Purdy is definitely a whole lot better than Trevor Simeon, and they have a lot more playmakers on the outside, the 49ers do. That's going to put a lot of stress on the Washington Commanders. But I will give the Commanders credit. If there's one area I like of their football team, it's the cornerback position. Uh, Kendall Fuller is legit. I like him. Uh, Watching his film, competes at a high level, plays tough every single play. He's going to go out there and compete with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. That's going to be a fun battle to watch. And then Benjamin St. Juiced. Uh, I like Benjamin St. Juiced. I think that he's, you know, he's his ability to be feisty. He's physical. He's long. Uh, he's a guy that is a real good cover three guy, but he's a good tackler as well. Those two guys are a bright spot. If you're talking about the strengths of this Washington Commanders defense, it's in the middle of that interior defensive line. And then the two outside corners. And so I think those are the areas the 49ers have got to be aware of. Uh, Those are the areas they've got to keep in mind. But when you look at the other positions around the team, the talent level is just not there. Uh, 49ers are definitely more talented from offense to defense than the Washington Commanders. It's, It's not, I'm not trying to talk bad about them, but they definitely need a rebuild, a retool to add more playmakers and more talent to this defense. And maybe the, the picks that they got from trading off their edge rushers will help in that category. But they definitely need to make a move uh, because they are just not as talented. So the 49ers have a distinct advantage when it comes to playmakers compared to the Washington Commanders defense. As far as schematically, the 49ers are going to put a lot of stress on the Washington Commanders because the Commanders have a lot of guys who are going to have to move with motions and shifts. And they're going to put a lot of pressure on those edge defenders to play better uh, than what they've played so far. So when you're looking at offense compared to defense, the San Francisco 49ers are definitely looking at a a defense they want to take advantage of. And they're going to need to be highly motivated. They did not have their best performance against the Baltimore Ravens with all the turnovers. And they're going to be looking to kind of strike back and change the narrative on their football team. And 
please like and subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it. On the push for 5K, getting really close. Every subscription goes a long way. If you're listening on audio platform, 40 hours cut back on Believe. Please give it a five-star rating. Leave a review. Really appreciate that. It goes a long way to help uh, with the algorithm. So that's really uh, important, and I appreciate all of you for doing that. Now let's take a look at the offensive side of the ball for the commanders because in comes Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy came over from the Kansas City Chiefs, and we know the respect that he had from Andy Reid, from Patrick Mahomes, and that Kansas City locker room. As a guy that is very in tune with what is going on in the league and what are the leading trends and pushing a lot of spread concepts. So Eric Bieniemy comes over, and Eric Bieniemy brings with him a lot of three wide receiver sets and a lot of using tight ends as H-backs, moving them a la uh, Travis Kelsey. So Logan Thomas, players like that moving around behind the line of scrimmage, and you can see it. There's a lot more shotgun in this offense compared to last season where they really were predicated on getting the ball into the hands of Brian Robinson and letting him get three, four yards of carry. And last year, the buildup going into that Washington Commanders game was, can the San Francisco 49ers stop that run game? They did. It held Brian Robinson to 22 carries for just over 50 yards. So they did a good job. Of course, last year they had Armstead. He had come back from his injury. They were very stout on the inside, and they handled business at a high level. This year, they're not going to have Armstead. Uh, but they do have Javon Hargrave. They're going to have uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, Javon Kinlaw, Kevin Givens. So they should have an opportunity to stop the run game. That's going to be presented by Eric Bieniemy. And the truth is that this offense doesn't really count on the run game in the same way that it did last year. Last year, the offense was predicated on getting three yards in a cloud of dust. Uh, this year, it's a little bit different. They push the offense using screens, um, getting the ball horizontally, and then allowing a running back to get upfield occasionally. Uh, so it's a little bit of a different type of scheme and a different attention set to the run game. So that's one thing you'll notice if you've watched the Commanders last year. I don't know how much you've watched them this year. There's a difference between the two. But with Bandami comes a lot of unique um, philosophies and ways that he wants to get the ball out and get it to his playmakers. And the playmakers on offense for the Washington Commanders, I mean, it's just a really, really good group. You're talking scary Terry McLaurin, uh, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Uh, you look at the tight end position with Logan Thomas. But then also they have Deami Brown. He's made some plays this year. They've got some talent at the wide receiver position and the running back position as well. I mean, Brian Robinson has been dealing with injuries. They have him, Antonio Gibson. It's a talented group that they have as far as playmakers. Now, one of the big key mo key things heading into this game versus the commanders is they've made a quarterback change. Out is Sam Howell and in is Jacoby Brissett. And Sam Howell has played pretty well. Still for a lot of yards, had a lot of big plays. I think his consistency is what ultimately has gotten him you know, to have to sit. Now, it's interesting, right, that Ron Rivera is turning to a veteran quarterback like Jacoby Brissett when you are a four-win team. You're a four-win team. Normally, you play the young player, and you let them continue to get reps and continue to develop. But Rivera could be coaching for his job. Whether they've already told him he's coming back or not, he's decided that Jacoby Brissett's going to play this game. And I think Jacoby Brissett presents some interesting dynamics compared to how. When it comes to how, he's athletic. He throws the ball uh, with pretty good accuracy, gets rid of the ball uh, quickly, but he can also be prone to make mistakes, get outside the pocket, you know, throw into coverage, uh, try to make a lot of throws he probably shouldn't. And so those are things that are probably trying to limit. 
My guess is Ron Rivera believes Jacoby Brissett's going to go in there, take care of the football, manage the game a lot better, and if they play tough defense, give them the opportunity to win. Problem with that is, even though Jacoby Brissett is going to be well-equipped to see everything as far as coverage, he's good at reading coverages, he feels very comfortable, there's not really a lot that you can throw at him that he hasn't seen yet, you do lose some of the spark as far as like some of the football, uh, the deep passes, the vertical game. But Jacoby Brissett's athletic. He can still scramble. He can extend plays. The 49ers are going to have to make sure they put pressure on him. And with Jacoby Brissett in there, uh, yeah, disguises are great, but how much can you actually confuse him? So we'll see what the 49ers end up deciding to do in this game, how much they turn to coverage, and how much they bring the blitz. Uh, they brought a blitz, a blitz a lot against Lamar Jackson. And, of course, some of that is to keep him inside the pocket. Having an extra defender there uh, prevents some rush lane integrity uh, you know, problems that they can overcome because of the extra guy. When it comes to Brissett, you don't have to do that. Now, you can bring blitzes. You can collapse the pocket on top of him. And I think the Fournier's are going to look to do that because if there is a glaring weakness on this Washington Commanders football team, it's the offensive line. Uh, They just aren't very good. And you watch the film of them versus the New York Jets last week, and the Jets' defensive line absolutely overwhelmed them. And you're coming in as the 49ers with a very, very good defensive line. Bosa, Chase Young. Can't tell me Chase Young isn't going to be absolutely excited and motivated to go in there against his former team and make plays. And it's not that he doesn't like those people, because he does. Uh, but you traded him away. He's going to go show you what you traded away. He's going to get in there, and he's going to make some plays. So uh, you're going to have Chase Young in that rotation. And I think that's a real problem. I think that you know Andrew Wiley and Charles Leno Jr. are going to have some real, real problems against Chase Young and Nick Bosa. And not just them, but Randy Gregory and Cleveland Farrell as well. And then when you look to the inside, I like Sam Cosme. I liked him when he came out of Texas. I think he's a solid player. Um, but I think the defense, interior defensive line for the 49ers is going to overwhelm the Washington Commanders' interior offensive line. And the Washington Commanders really need to get it done on first and second down. They need to have success in the run game, and they need to have success in the screen game. Their offense is predicated on horizontal success getting the ball out into their playmakers' hands and letting them create in the open field. That could put some stress on the 49ers. Ambry Thomas is dealing with some injuries, and he's going to be playing outside. We'll see. He was limited in practice. I expect him to play. Yamada Lenore is going to be playing the nickel. He's going to have to fly up and make plays. But you also are going to have a little bit of a difference in the secondary. More than likely, Logan Ryan's going to start at safety. Jair Brown's dealing with a knee sprain, which means... Fournier could have veteran Logan Ryan. I mean, this is why you go sign him. This is why you go insulate yourself in case. So we'll see how long Jair Brown's going to be out. But he's one of the ones that flies up and makes plays as far as tackling screens. In fact, this is a game that Isaiah Oliver would be really good at attacking and helping with screens. But we'll see how the 49ers plan to play it. Last week, they elected to go with Jason Verrett because of some of the matchups and some of the coverages they were looking to take advantage of. And now this week, it could be somebody else. Uh, so we'll see what the 49ers do there. But that is one thing the commanders do really well, is they want to take pressure off their team 
uh, by getting the football out quickly, take pressure off the offensive line, take pressure away from them having to stop a good pass rush. If you can limit the effectiveness of the screens, that's exactly when you can get after the quarterback. If you can force third and long against this Washington Commanders team, you can have great success because they convert on third down at 36%. That's not great. 49ers should be able to take advantage of those third and longs and get off the field. Now, with Jacoby Brissett, I got to give him credit. He can make all the throws. Screens, plays over the middle, vertical routes down the field. He can make them all. So I think he's going to add an extra dynamic to this game uh, just with his veteran leadership and his understanding of reading defenses and trying to get the ball out quickly. And the 49ers just got to make sure they clamp. Uh, once again, make sure you clamp all over those receivers. And the four years are going to have tough sledding when you talk about uh, the receivers that they're going to have out there. They have guys that are that are fast, guys that are quick, guys that can change direction at a high level. And so the 49ers are going to have to run with them. And let's be honest, the four years outside corners, Charverius Ward and Ambry Thomas, uh, those guys are built you know, to, to play big receivers. Uh, the smaller guys can sometimes give you problems. Now, where the four years have the advantage is they have – a guy like Diamond Lenore, who's good at changing direction in the slot. And Jason Verrett, who's good at playing anywhere in the slot, outside. And I know people are down on Jason Verrett because he gave up a touchdown, but uh, that play took a long time to develop. It's his first game back. He gave up a touchdown. Let's see how he bounces back. I didn't think he looked bad in that game, and so I'm still optimistic about what he can do. And let's be honest, the 49ers have a lot of help to insulate him. Uh, so I think the big thing is going to be how's Logan Ryan going to assimilate to this offense and how are these 49ers linebackers going to be able to fly out there and make plays in the pass game when it comes to screens. That's going to be important in this matchup. Uh, they don't really have the dynamic force, even though they should. Antonio Gibson should be a force out of the backfield. He hasn't proven to be that this year. So uh, 49ers are, linebackers are going to have to fly around and make plays. And I think the 49ers got a, a good advantage. Now another place... The Foreigners are going to have to figure things out is on special teams. Uh, Ronnie Bell is struggling, returning the kicks, returning punts, uh, not kicks. That's Debo Samuel's job. He's done a pretty good job. But you just can't put the ball on the ground. So the Foreigners have some answers there. And the truth is the Washington Commanders have just been making mistakes, dropping kickoffs, um, getting punts blocked. There's just a lot of things that they're just not doing well right now. And the Foreigners need to capitalize. Foreigners need to take advantage of those opportunities take advantage of a team that could be checking out for the season. The Washington Commanders only have two games left. They're 4-11. and 11. They have no hopes of the playoffs. So this is an opportunity for the 49ers to go get a big win and position themselves as the number one seed in the playoffs. Can they do it? Absolutely. Uh, they've just got to go out there and make sure they, they you know, cross their uh, T's, dot their I's, and just take care of business. Um, 49ers, of course, dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, the Washington Commanders dealing with some injuries as well. And so neither one of these teams are going to be healthy in 100%. We'll have to keep an eye on how some of these guys end up playing. Same way the 49ers have injuries. Commanders have injuries as well. Charles Leno, questionable. Uh, Tyler Larson, the center, questionable. Andrew Wiley, the, the right tackle, questionable. Brian Robinson, questionable. Chris Rodriguez, running back, questionable. I mean, this is just those time. Uh, the list of injuries is going to be huge. 49ers have it. And the commanders have it. So 49ers, they know what they got to do. They know what uh, Ron Rivera runs on defense. They're very familiar with the concepts Eric Bieniemy runs with Kansas City. The 49ers played them last year, so they, they've got a familiarity there. 
And when it comes down to it, you just got to execute. Uh, the big matchup in this game is going to be that interior defensive line for the Washington Commanders versus John Feliciano, Spencer Burford, Jake Brendel, and Aaron Banks. Whatever combination of those guys play, that's going to be a huge matchup in this game. I look forward to be a Christian McCaffrey game for him to find some run lanes to be able to run the football against a linebacker group. Uh, that can definitely be blocked on the second level. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and thank you guys for watching. Please like and subscribe. Appreciate it. Catch you guys uh, later. But uh, this episode of 40 Yards Cutback brought to you by uh, Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, catch you guys on the next one. Lots of great content coming your way from the tail of the tape. We're going to get into the numbers about both, how both these teams win. That'll be coming out with the Madden Sim, the game preview show. Uh, lots of cool stuff. And if you like Patreon, uh, head on over to Patreon. The standalone shows there. Brand new episode of the Ant Hill Show available over on Patreon. But until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.